0: Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, hello, welcome back. In today's episode, we're gonna talk about four ways to spark creativity in your business. When I look around in the online space, there are a lot of people talking about productivity and I think right for, for my kind of people who are um, driven, um, enjoy like achieving, there's an element of really valuing productivity. And so today's episode is especially for those of you who really like to achieve, are driven and are attracted to the idea of being productive, And the reason we want to think about these two is because productivity is about getting things done, but there's a feeling associated with it. And in our businesses, right, how do we have two people who have the same amount of time, but one of them creates significantly different and higher results, right? Two people can spend the same eight hours. One of them could make $80 in those eight hours and another one could make $800,000 or $80,000. What's different about these two people? Often what we think about is productivity. How much do they get done? How efficient are they with their time? And there's an element, right? But that's not the most valuable thing. What's most valuable is their creativity, what they push their mind to do, how they get themselves to do things, right? So often, like, that's the game. How do I get myself motivated? How do I get myself out of this funk? How do I, right, that motivation so that you can enter into the creative space? So today's episode is all about sparking creativity. And maybe you think of it as flow, Maybe you just think of it as like, there's a space when all my ideas, like I'm just like flooded with ideas and I'm really aware of how brilliant I am and I have so much to say. That's the space of creativity. So the very first thing before we dig into these four ways is that the filter for creativity and I mean, check this for yourself, but I find this to be true for myself and every single client I've ever worked for or with, and it's that you will be most creative the number one filter when you're thinking about your person whoever it is you serve with your business when you think about them you're going to be more creative and the default of our mind what we have to watch for is that our brain wants us to think about us right your brain wants you to think about how you feel Your brain wants you to be thinking, oh, I feel so blah, or I just am not motivated, right? Your brain wants you thinking about you. Your brain wants you thinking about, I want money. I want this to work. Like, oh, why isn't this working yet? I don't know what to do. Hear it? Your brain wants you thinking about you. So the very first filter, and this this is going to have to be for all four things, is that the way you spark creativity is you create a habit and practice of feeling connected to the person you help. To the habit type, the person type, right? It's not just one person. But you learn to create this feeling of connection to them. That way your brain can think about them. It can think about how they experience a situation, how they're feeling, how they want to feel, um, how they are going to experience life after they've worked with you even. That's going to be part of what sparks your creativity to create for them. So filter number one, the very first filter that that works for all of these is that to spark your creativity, you need to focus on your person while accepting right? We don't want to reject this. We want to just accept it about ourselves as humans, that our brain wants to think about us instead. And so we're just going through kind of a, an ebb and flow of remembering to think about them and like churning the creativity on and just knowing that most of the time our brain just wants to think about us. So now let's get into the four ways to spark creativity. So the very first one is to compartmentalize creativity from productivity, right? What does that mean? Imagine that you just have to create two completely different spaces to do each one. Instead of thinking about, oh, I'm gonna sit down at my desk today and I'm gonna work. You think about it in terms of, what do I need to do today? What do I, like, what's the bigger result that I want? And what do I need to do today to get it? And thinking about it as either, maybe you have a whole other category, but just making sure these two are separate. What do I need to do that's creative, and what do I need to do that's productive? Because when you ask yourself that the question like that, and you begin to see them as two different things, often what happens is that you might be most productive sitting at your desk, but you might be most creative sitting somewhere else right maybe it's sitting out on your porch maybe it's sitting on your couch for me I'm most productive or most creative when I have pen to paper right when I'm it's not journaling per se but right I'm asking myself questions I'm like writing things down I'm I'm like really exploring in my mind sometimes it's filtered in with watching Instagram reels or thinking about something else entirely so my mind is still kind of jumping around in that creativity but it's like I'm, I'm exploring a certain thing and it's just kind of coming out as it comes out. Because then if you're creative first and you know, right, if you have a project to do, let's just say a sales page to write or a page on your website to update, there's the productivity of doing it right? Sitting down at the computer, putting, writing the words, putting the words on the, the web page, doing the technical pieces of like, oh, this doesn't look right. I got to go Google this. I got to watch a video, right? There's all of that, which is the productivity. And you kind of get lost in the like details of it versus the creativity where you're thinking about what do I want to write? What kind of words do I want to write? What angles do I want to come from? Because it's going to be harder to sit down and be productive when you haven't given yourself space to be creative yet. And so one of the ways to spark your creativity in your business is to leave room for it, to see it as something separate and different than productivity. And to see how, right, when you look at your day, asking yourself, in order to be productive doing this thing I want to do, do I need space to be creative? and then looking at what that looks like for you, what that, that feels like for you. Because when I think about these two things, they actually feel very different. And this is just me, you want to see how it feels for you. But when I think about the feeling of productive, it feels like forward moving, but it also feels very fast in my body. And when I notice fast emotions, those are the ones that usually like wear me out faster, right? I'm more mentally exhausted sooner when I'm experiencing fast emotions. So the more productive I think I am, I'm actually more exhausted too, which makes sense because it feels fast in my body. Whereas when I think about feeling creative, there's this this like sense of grounded, centered. It feels slow. It feels like in my chest, I feel like this fullness, but I also feel creative in my head. There's almost this sense of feeling activated in my mind. It's not fast, right? But it's more of like a steady, focused feeling. And so productivity and creative, they're going to feel different even. So you, like, thing number one, right? Method number one to spark your creativity is to separate productivity from creativity and create space for both. The second way to spark creativity in your business is constraint. Now, if you were at the grocery store and you'd never had cereal and someone told you, go get some cereal for the family or for us or whatever, you'd never eaten cereal. So you you don't really have any like thoughts about which one tastes better. You stand in front of the cereal aisle. And I know at our local grocery store, it's like a whole aisle, Like the whole aisle from floor to ceiling is cereal. It's really crazy. And what happens when you look at that? If you don't have any constraints, right? If you don't have any filters for choosing one, there's going to be a sense of overwhelm. There's going to be a sense of like, I don't know where to focus. I don't know how to choose. And so one of the ways in your business that you actually peak and like facilitate your own creativity is that you give yourself constraint, right? And how does this look in business? We're not in front of the cereal aisle anymore. In business, when you give yourself constraint, now instead of thinking you could be everywhere and anywhere, instead of thinking you could help everyone with everything, you make simple decisions. You decide this is what I sell, right? When I work with my clients in an unconventional business school, this is the stuff we do, right? We decide how long is the package. That way you're not like going back and forth on it, right? When you talk to someone, you're not like, yeah, I could work with you for one session or six sessions or 12 or 52, right? And then the person listening is like, what? What's the difference? Instead, right? When you have constraint, you just make Choices and you know why you want them. We're never just randomly making choices, but you're giving yourself the constraint. What are the pieces you do in your business? I love a good strategy, but strategy is only effective when you look at the pieces that you use. And so when you give yourself constraint in your business, you choose pieces. This is how I convert. This is where I meet people and find them. This is where I send people, right? This is the offer I make in this place. This is the general type of person I help. All of these pieces of your business become a layer of constraint because you filter down then where you need to focus. And when you focus your brain, you get to then be creative, right? When you've given yourself this constraint, the business that I help my clients create When they create all of these pieces of constraint, they make all those choices based on their preferences. What's left then is they know exactly where to be creative. They get to be creative maybe writing an email. If they choose to do like social media type stuff or writing or video, they then use their creativity in those spaces Rather than constantly coming up with new trainings or new methods or like doing the latest thing, their brain focuses in on this is the one thing I do in this spot of my business. Is this something I want to be creative with? How could I be creative with it? And it's very constrained into like, yeah, here are the seven pieces of my business. Oh, yeah, I don't want to be creative with, say, my offer. I don't want to be creative with that. Like That's going to be a a stationary thing. But I do want to be creative with my marketing, or I do want to be creative with the way that I ask people to work with me, right? My selling methods. Maybe it's a free training. Maybe it's, right, exploring all the options. So you spark your creativity by giving yourself constraint, taking away every single available option, and helping your brain to be even more creative in. Focused places because there's just only so many places your brain needs to focus and think. The third way of sparking creativity in your business is to gamify it, make it playful. This is very much about the experience you have, both in your head and the feeling state in your body. So, we talked about earlier, right? Creative has a feeling to it, just like productive has a feeling to it. And so, I am a very driven, love to achieve kind of person. And what I've discovered is, is that I don't need to compete against someone else. I can compete against myself. I can compete against just like this I, this vision of the business and the future I want. And it's not even a competition. It's just a sense of like um, direction and focus and like intentionality even. And so when we think about gamification, there's an element of playfulness that comes in when you play a game. And the alternative for driven, (laughs) achieving type people is that instead of feeling like it's a game and it's playful, when you set a point you want, when you set goals, when you have a desire for something so much bigger than you've ever created, that could also be paired with feeling pressure or anxiety or uncertainty. And so you actually create the experience of gamification in your business with how you think about your business, how you think about the future. And so this doesn't necessarily happen all at once. When you decide to gamify, what, what's like one, one, on one hand, you're finding the ways that it's, it's a game and you're finding the ways it can feel light and playful. And at the exact same time, you're cleaning up the parts that don't. So we don't just focus on like, oh, this is a game, right? Like, how would it it be a game? Let me give you an example. Like, when you think about finding your people, marketing, right? That can have thoughts associated with it. Like, I don't know where to find them. This is really hard. They're not listening. I'm saying it wrong, right? There's a whole element where we kind of make it like hard and feel horrible. But the gamified version of that is more like, yeah, I mean, this is what I'm going to spend 90% of my time doing in my business. I have these pieces all set up. Literally, the game of my business is to get in front of people, to get in front of my people, to get their attention and to convert them so that I can help them in such a bigger way, right? Seeing that as like, this is the game. It's not supposed to work on the first try. It's not even supposed to be easy, but I'm still willing to do it. Like this is 90% of what I do every day, right? And so it begins to feel different based on how you think about different situations. And so you're not going to just go through and like, like try and pretend everything can be a game, but you just find the ways already you believe it's a playful game and you clean up the places that it doesn't feel like a playful game. And often, right, we have to think about what makes it not feel playful, and that might be emotions that might be thoughts what i like about emotions is that they are they are like a starting point that can then open up a bunch of thoughts that then can be explored and so when we think about like what helps us not feel gamified not playful it's those feelings like pressure the anxiety the uncertainty and so many more but when you feel those and you know i want to feel like business is a game this is like a priority I don't want to just run a business and grow a business, continuing to just feel full of pressure. I want to feel like this is fun. Then, when that's the priority, you begin to do your work a little differently. Then, when you feel that pressure, not to say you're going to catch it right away, but when you catch it, you're going to be like, wait a minute, this is my pressure feeling. (laughs) It's like heavy on my chest, like there's like five books sitting on it, it's hard to breathe. Maybe there's like a heaviness inside of you and it's like pulling down, right? Pressure. And you're going to ask yourself, right? How do we gamify? We take away what doesn't feel like a game. We explore, why do I feel this pressure? What am I thinking that I'm causing myself more pressure here? And you work through it. Same thing with the, the anxiety. As an entrepreneur, there is so much uncertainty, When we work as employees, there's actually still a ton of uncertainty, right? You just assume that you're not going to be fired. You assume that company's still going to be in business. But when you're an entrepreneur, there are so many, there's so fewer things to assume. And in that space, you have to create the certainty. You have to be like, here are the pieces. Here's what I do. Here's all the uncertainty. Yep, I know it's there. And here's what I focus on to create what I want. Right. So it's like you're going to be working through all the normal things so that you can get your brain to a place where business feels like a game. It's not going to happen overnight. But when business feels like a game, notice how that changes your creativity. Right. When you're feeling full of pressure, your creativity is like not there. (laughs) Right, It doesn't feel the same. It's not as easy to get to versus when you're just feeling playful. When, when it is, when it does feel like a game and you're like, right, we think about chess or checkers, you're looking at the pieces of your business and you're like, I know where I want to go. I'm not exactly sure which one of these pieces is going to get me there, but I'm going to keep moving the pieces until I get there, right? And that's going to spark the creativity of like, okay, what are we going to try next? That didn't work, right? It takes so much of the negative emotion out of it because when it doesn't work, it's not a problem, It's just the normal part of like, yeah, I'm playing a game. I don't always win. I for sure don't even think I'm always going to win. Sometimes it's not going to work, but I'm going to figure it out. And the fourth way to spark creativity in your business is to be result focused. So I mentioned this earlier, but the alternative, right? The opposite of result focused is more task focused. So when we think about being productive, for example, it it often gets into like all the little things you need to do, right? I need to do this. I need to do this. And you could have a huge list. But when you are result focused, your mind is thinking about the end result. And so in your coaching business, that end result might be your goal for next year, your goal for this year, your goal for just maybe your next goal. For some people, it's just, I want to be fully booked. I want to have a full client load. For another person, right, I was talking to a guy. His goal is $500,000 next year. And, you know, we worked out, what does that look like? And so it's the result focus, but not the like details of it. Not worrying about how does it work? Because when you're result focused, how does this play in with your creativity it's that you don't expect yourself to know how to do it, right? You see yourself right here, right now, and you see the goal of where you want to be. And you're like, yeah, for sure, there's like a gap between these two. And the, creative, the creativity is sparked when you see that gap in that gamified, playful way, right? When you see that gap is like, yeah, I'm not supposed to know what happens in between here, but I'm going to try some things. And when you're result focused, it actually helps you then to filter out the things that aren't gonna get you to your result. And you would get to then judge them that way. You get to like sort through them. If I only have so much time, what's the simplest way to get to my result? What's the simplest way to create this? Because when I was talking to this guy who wants to make $500,000 next year, he was like, oh yeah, I need to get on Instagram and I need to build my mailing list and I need to do this, this, and this. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Do you want to do this the simplest way? Or do you want to do this like, I don't know, harder, basically? He's like, oh, you know, let's hear what the simpler way is. And it's like, okay, the simple way, like this is is the thing, right? When you guys think about the result you want, you have to then look at like, what does that look like? What do I really want? Because for him, he's like, yeah, okay, what's the simple way look like? It looks like charging, I think it was $25,000 to 20 people. And that creates a half a million dollars. And so then he's like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds good. And he's like, but I still also want to, like in the future, not the next year, but further down the road, I want to have started building a mailing list. I want to know how to use Instagram. And so then, right, when you think about that goal, that end result, you know, 80% of my work is going to, how do I fill these 20 spots? but you can also be saying you know what i also want to have these kinds of results when it comes to my mailing list or to my use of instagram but you see them as two separate things that way you don't accidentally get wrapped up into the thing that's for the longer future but you're just like you're like yeah i'm aware of this i'm staying on top of it but i know it's not the most direct route to the result that i want and so there's still kind of you're holding two results cuz one of them's further out Being result focused will help you take away the things that might distract you, allow you to focus on the most simple things. But it also then, right, you get to like every time you ask yourself the question, what's the simplest way to create this result? That is where your creativity is sparked. It's not when you think you know the answer, when you're like, well, this is the way to do it. It's when you're like, yeah, there's tons of ways. I wonder what this is going to look like. I wonder what this might look like. And so you, you spark your creativity by not focusing on the thing you have to do today, not being overwhelmed and obsessive about the tasks on your list, but instead keeping your mind focused on what's the bigger result that I want. How do I use today to add up to create it? How do I use today to create towards it? And that's it, right? That are Those are the four ways to spark creativity in your business. The first filter is that you think about your person instead of thinking about yourself or knowing your brain is naturally going to want to think about yourself. And then the four ways, I'll just summarize them before we wrap up. You separate, right? You compartmentalize creativity and productivity. That way you can do them separately. You can cons- you give yourself constraint, right? You let yourself know, here are the decisions. That way you know, this is where I can be creative. Here's where my brain can just go wild versus these decisions over here don't need to change. I don't need to or want to be creative there. The third way is you gamify it. And through gamifying it, you clean up. All the places that you're feeling pressure and anxious and uncertain and shame and all those good emotions that do not feel good and fun in our business, but are part of it. And the fourth way is that you learn to filter through the result you want and experience that creativity while you figure out how you do it. And that is creativity, right? It's not something we wait for. It's not something we hope hits us. It's something that you are in charge of creating. It's something you're in charge of making room for in your business, every day, every week, how, however often you need it to show up and create the results you want. Okay, that's it for this week. I'll talk to you next week. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. I have a daily practice that'll help you feel powerful, focused, and comforted in the discomfort of growing your business. This mental routine will help you create any goal you're working on. Sign up for this free training at ElizabethSalazarCoaching.com. Just like this podcast, it's free. I'll see you over in your inbox.